because you get up early, Jeff Sloan has to get up early to host the pre-W Smith show. And that's what you are listening to now on 760 WJR. Well, we do have to get up early, but we get up for a good reason. We get up early to do this show, show we love doing for you guys. We're happy you're joining us at uh, Monday morning, kicking off this week. And, you know, one thing we know for sure, the whole kind of environment around employment is changing these days. We all know about, you know, the, the various trends coming off the pandemic the great resignation, and we've heard recently about quiet quitting, and there's all these things in flux and in change. One of the things that's happening is that employees, the labor teams at various companies are getting together and unionizing. That's right. It's back in vogue. Unionizing is indeed back in vogue. And in fact, a recent Gallup poll released just last week indicates that public approval of labor unions is at its highest level. Since 1965, we know what's going on at Starbucks and Amazon and other companies. Well, we caught up with Chief Executive Officer and Principal HR Consultant for Next Level Benefits, Lauren Winans, and she helped us uh, break down what's going on in the labor markets these days with respect to unionization, and here's our interview with her. Today, we're focused on this kind of trend toward unionization. Is it a novelty? Is it a little blip on the screen? Or is this something that maybe is a trend moving to a phenomenon here to stay now, something we'll be dealing with as we move down the road? What do you think, Lauren? You know, it's an interesting question because I think the jury is still out on exactly how far this movement's going to go. But basically, you know, there have been a lot of major U.S. corporations out there like Amazon and Apple, for example, who have been facing, you know, the rising tide of unionization and, you know, employees who are not necessarily happy with working conditions, pay, benefits. And that has led to some more interest in union conversation, in organizing, in collective bargaining. And it's interesting because at first, if you would have asked me this a couple of weeks ago, this question, I probably would have said, I think it's just a blip on the radar. It's not going to become a thing. But You know, these last couple of weeks, it definitely seems like with some midterm elections coming up, there's going to be some mention of unions on some of the ballots in Tennessee and Illinois in particular. So I do think that there is going to be a little bit more longevity to this trend than maybe initially thought. It's interesting, you know, the origins of the rebirth, if you will, of movement toward unionization now more in vogue than it's certainly been in a while Do you think it's tied to the fact that employees have more leverage these days generally and they're feeling pretty secure and feeling pretty strong and at least up until now, pretty good positions with respect to their employment coming off the pandemic? I think in this post-pandemic era, we're seeing a lot of that. Do you think that this is just another flexing of the muscles (laughs) of the of the (laughs) of the labor ranks or do you think this is coming from what's driving it? What's at the heart of this in your view? I agree that there is a, there's a combination of things happening here. I think there is, you know, the pandemic was really a very pivotal moment in our history as well as many of our lives. And so I think it really, really made a lot of us think about how we want to be spending our time each day. So I think it's a combination of really wanting to make sure that anytime we're spending hours away from home in a career or a job or whatever, that we're doing what we really want to be doing and we're treated the way we want to be treated. So I do think that there is, you know, a heightened sensitivity to that than there has been in the last several decades. But I also think 
that, you know, to your point, there is this level of security that's kind of like, you know, the labor market is very tight right now. There's lots of open jobs. You don't see many organizations firing folks as quickly as they may have in the past because they need to retain as much talent as they can. And so I think a combination of the two things, Perfect Storm is kind of bringing all of this back up, even though labor unions were something that might have been more common in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. It's definitely back on the radar these days. It really is. You know, right here in Detroit, of course, the home of the auto industry, we had GM make a call earlier this week, an announcement saying instead of this work anywhere program, work where you work best kind of approach to whether or not you should be in the office. You know, the GM called out and said, we're going to return to a mandatory three-day-a-week requirement to be in the office. And those white-collar executives that were called upon as part of this call to three days in the office pushed back and said, that doesn't work for us. And in fact, then GM backed away from the requirement. And that is clearly a sign of the times that may or may not have been as a result of, you know, a union action. But certainly it demonstrates when employees get together, as they would in a union circumstance, it can be very powerful today when corporations and businesses need those employees most. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that having a safety net in that, hey, you know, if I need to leave this organization because they're requiring something of me that I don't want to do or is not right for me, I have a plethora of jobs to choose from. right? And so I think, you know, it's very easy to maybe have that conversation or that pushback these days than maybe it had been in the past. And I, to your point, I'm not exactly sure, you know, how involved any unions may have been in that initial conversation there, but I will say they were watching and they're probably going to say, hey, you know, that's a sign that's happening on the white collar side. You know, those that might be part of the auto workers union on the blue collar side, those union leaders definitely saw that oh, yes. and will capitalize on that. Probably they're doing it right now would be my guess. <laughs> yeah, You know what? I think there's no question. That's exactly right. And underlying all of this, according to a new Gallup poll, as you point out, just released this week, that public approval of labor unions are at their highest level among Americans since 1965. Yeah, it is very interesting. You know, I think the Gallup poll, you know, while it's incredibly valid and relevant, I do think that there's some questions that are kind of still open-ended here. You know, I think the the public support behind unionization is really not necessarily translating one for one, meaning, you know, I might support unions, but I might not be willing to join one. And so there is definitely a distinction between the two right now. We have more folks who are pro-union, but not necessarily willing to organize or be part of a union themselves. And so I think that that is... You know, it's just kind of an interesting statistic to think about. I think anytime we can put power back in the hands of employees, I think Americans are all for it, particularly these days when you do see, you know, a lot of maybe frontline workers, you know, folks that have really demanding jobs, um, really difficult work environments who may or may not be getting treated fairly or may not be getting the pay and benefits that they deserve to do the work. I think that that is where you're seeing the approval rating a little bit higher than usual. But I think what will be interesting is to really take a, a closer look at watching that statistic around how many people would actually join a union themselves 
themselves should they have the opportunity. I think that is, you know, really the one that we need to keep an eye on, particularly as we come up here on some elections yeah. that might be very key. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. Lastly, do we know anything yet about whether or not unions, say, for example, at Amazon or Starbucks, I mean, are these things working? Are the employees getting benefits they hope for as a result of the unionization? You know, I think there's an opportunity for some of these organizations that might be targeted to really step back and think, what are some ways that we can get our folks to be, you know, happier with the culture and with where they work and be happier overall with working for Amazon, for example, or any of these other corporations? I think there's lots of things that an organization can do to certainly combat this chatter, but it all stems from whether or not you're treating your employees fairly and equitably. And so take it as a lesson, yeah, employers, for sure. if you're not doing that, you're going to be running into some trouble like, like these folks folks here. That's for sure. Okay, great. Lauren Winans, Chief Executive Officer and Principal HR Consultant for Next Level Benefits. We thank you so much. We're going to head to a quick break. Back with more in a minute right here on the Pre-W Smith Show.